Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about some tips that I've used to help stay consistent with our characters. Okay, so I say this as I'm driving to work, and there is a Subaru in front of me that actually has a license plate of one of my characters' names, their nickname like seriously staring at me as I'm driving I'm talking about characters but the characters that I want to talk about are your endearing side characters so let's say you're writing a book and it is 80,000 words you're talking maybe you might be at 300 pages and you're going wow I never would have thought that I would have written this much in my life hooray hooray and you're clapping and you're excited at every word count goal and page turn and you have some pretty dynamic side characters where all of them you know they're not just flat characters they actually enrich the story and enrich the lives of the main characters so how do you stay up with them? So I'm going to give you some tips that what I did that I found successful for me. And I'm going to tell you, of course, why. We always have to say our why. So why does that matter? Well, it matters because if we lose the voice of a side character, then we lose the feel of that person. We lose, we lose that authenticity of who that character represents and maybe their dialogue, the way that they, just the way that they speak, just how their mannerisms are. And so let's say you've really focused on the main character for, you know, eight pages of a chapter and then a side character, they pop up out of nowhere in your mind and you say, oh, they want attention. And then you start to write about them. Well, if it's been a few pages back, you know, you might have lost a sense of something about them, a quirkiness about them that you had captured earlier in the book, and you just honestly forgot about it. Now, maybe it's just me, and as I get older, I find myself, you know, losing track of things. That's why I now have um, the tile on my keychain that finds my phone or my keys, as according to which one I'm missing at the time. So, Thank you to my stepson for buying me that. <laughs> um, but I will say to you, you know, you might not have this problem, but this could help other people. So listen up, okay? So I want you to stop what you're doing and decide to make character profiles of your characters. That can be fun. You can have a Pinterest board for each one of your characters. Now what I did is create a Google slide for each one of my characters. Cause I love Google products, but I also love Pinterest too. And I'm like, 
Maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have done the character profiles on Pinterest. Um, and so in the future, that's where I might navigate towards is Pinterest profiling. Well, that sounded weird, but that's probably what I'll do. Um, and so on these character profiles, a student taught me this, by the way. She was a ninth grader at the time. And she taught me the importance of profiling every character that you're going to have in your book. Not only, you know, finding images that represent that character, symbols or pictures. You know me, I look at actors um, and actresses. I've already told y'all that. That's way episode long ago. <laughs> um, and I get like multiple shots of them. But then, you know, I get down to their likes and their dislikes and their sayings. You know, every character, they'll have their little colloquialisms. They'll have these little nuances about them that I will probably forget if I don't write it down. So, or revisit it. So, let's say you do the character profiles. That could be a great help to you. And then maybe it can help you identify some other areas like strengths and weaknesses of the characters or flaws and things that you may have never thought of that could really make the character more dynamic. So let's say that your side characters aren't really doing much of anything. They're just kind of hanging around. They're just kind of circling. But you want them to do more. Maybe you need to give them a birth certificate. Maybe they need to feel like they have that Google slide or that Pinterest board. And maybe you need to let the creative flow hit you with images. And then you can unlock maybe some potential barriers that you might have had with those characters. And who knows? They can become you know, more of a vital key to whatever the storyline is. Shoot, they may even be a spinoff. You never know. They may be the story. Don't be surprised. Someone told me the other day that they were writing a side character to the point where the side character would not leave them alone, that it was like haunting them to the point where they knew that it was the protagonist and they ended up having to go back and then scratch what they had written and change it up. Well, thank God, you know, it wasn't like 300 pages in. But they were like, so now I have a new character and it wasn't my main and it's my side character who is now my main. You see how bossy this character is? And I'm like, wow, you know, that's the first time I've ever heard of that. But I thought that was an interesting take on what can happen to characters as they grow um, in the pages of your book. So another way, a tip that I did, okay, that you might think is silly, but you need to have like different voices in your head for characters. And yes, I know we do this all the time, but then when we reread it, when we reread it, instead of just rereading it to ourselves, we need to read it out loud. And you can also have your family members join in on this fun, and they can read parts of it to see how the natural flow of the conversation goes. That way you can, you know, up the level on your dialogue. Now that is, to me, a fun part about, you know, sharing my work with my children. Because I can have my little, I can recruit him, and then he can play some of the characters while I play some of the characters and we reread and we talk through storylines and he is really good at this if you haven't listened to the interview with Sam um, on how he writes his fantasy novels his little short stories that he does you know I really value his opinion so when we're working 
together, it's exciting for me. And he gets to see my writing process too. And so you can also only pick one character. So here's something that I have not done, but I want to just give you this tip that maybe you could try it. I'll tell you what else I've done that's an extension of this though. You could pick one side character. Okay, so I have a book that I absolutely love and I'm waiting on a response back about it and I hope that it's going to be good news. And it's an exorcist book. And so I have teams of exorcists and their elders. Now, I love elders. You just do not understand how much the Lord has placed on my heart for the elder population. So I have these amazing elders as my side characters with my young adults. And they just, they're like family to me. One of them is actually patterned after my aunt and my mom. Um, but I love these side characters. But you could take like one of the characters. Let's say that I take Dorothy, my aunt, and I take her character and I do a find. And so what you do is you go into the search box on your Word document and you type in a side character's name and you hit how many times that side character shows up. Because in your mind, you might have actually had that side character interacting a lot more frequently than you thought. Like, they're really important to you, but maybe you didn't actually utilize that side character in the fullness of a way that you could have. Doing that find will automatically tell you that you've possibly used that character in a scene maybe four times. Or 24 times. Or 44 times. Just according to the depth of that character and what they're bringing to the story. And of course, I know that you're not always going to tag it with the name Dorothy. You're going to have, you know, she, her, and all of that. Well, that's fine. But usually, you know, when you're introducing that character, though, into that scene, you are going to use the name. So, put in your character's nickname or their name, and then read around those points. So, just go through the search box and over there in the left-hand corner when the first time it shows up click it read around it and then click the next one click the next one that way you're pulling out strands of characters independent of the whole story to where you could get lost in the whole story because here's what happens to me and I don't know if this happens to you or not but I have an issue when I go back into a story that I start second-guessing my stories. I start second-guessing motives. You know, what did I do here? Can I add this word? Can I do that? And I get caught up in the revising stage, especially if I've walked away from it and I haven't seen it in a while, and I'm revisiting it. So then that's not what I'm in there for. I'm in there to look for consistency of character, not to sit there and start revising. You know, let's take this synonym. Let's look at this way I structure this sentence. And, oh, I could really add a song lyric here. No, no, guys. See, that's my problem. And so doing the find, you know, the Holy Spirit just gave me that idea. That's probably what I need to be doing to really focus my attention and then bring myself back to that left-hand side of the Word document that shows, okay, this is the next time Dorothy was seen. This is the next time Dorothy was seen. But instead of doing that, I'll tell you what I did do. But I think I'm actually going to do that next time. Um, 
So what I did is I went up and down on every page, which is definitely the longer route. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me the words that I need to say, because that's a brilliant idea of doing the fine. Um, but I did the up and down arrows for the going down, going down, going down. And when I would see the shifts and the introductions to characters, I would stop and I would reread the scenes. And I would see how they interacted with one another. I would watch for their, not only their interaction, but their style, just the way that they're presented in the book. Their mannerisms are key because you even want their mannerisms or, you know, let's say I've got a jokester in there. So one of the elders always likes to joke another elder in the story. They always have a little job to say. They're always with that, you know, sassy attitude. And so each time that that character pops up, they got to say some little on the side. They just got to sneak a little something in there because that's a part of their character. They've got to have a last word. That's that kind of character. And especially when they get themselves into a pickle, you know, and they got to get themselves out, you, that will come out, you know. So I had to be mindful of who I was building so that way later when they are really stepping up to the plate and showing up in a mighty way, then it's just a consistent flow of who they are. It's an extension of what I wrote earlier. And the way I did it was just going down, 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 down until I found them. Then I would read, then I would read, and I would try my best just to focus on that without getting lost in the revision. So that is a problem that I've had, I will be honest. Um, but I think that, you know, having Sam with me, just checking for the characters and saying, well, do you like this character? But then what do you like? So I did like a little questionnaire. Just, I didn't write it down, okay? But let's say I had me a little focus group with Sam. Sam is my little, okay, he's 11. Um, and even though he doesn't read horror and horror is something that I will not read aloud to him before going to bed anymore because he was so scared from the book that I was writing at, that's at the one I'm talking about kind of talking you through how I work side characters I learned my lesson on that um, but when it was in the middle of the day and I had a questionnaire about characters it's like what do you like about this character does this character feel real to you? What do you think of their dialogue? Does it sound like, you know, your proper Aunt Dot? Like, as my Aunt Dot speaks. I would say, very proper. Um, and she was raised two doors down from me. And you guys know that I do not sound proper. Or she didn't raise, but she, she lived two doors down from me. Guys, um, I don't sound proper. Well, my aunt, she sounds pretty proper. And so, I needed to have that kind of tone. Um for my characters so you know I would utilize Sam you know with these questions just saying about the characters themselves and separated them and even though he would give me some generalized answers I was also answering these same questions in my head so even if you don't have anybody that you want to bounce off, you don't have a beta reader, you don't have anybody in your family that you want to bounce this off, it's, it's mine, it's mine, it's my secret, and you're working on it right now, kind of formulate yourself a character profile questionnaire in your head. You can write it down if you want to, and you can share it with everybody. Like key questions to keep in mind about my character, and then ask yourself these questions 
And if you can't answer them about your characters, nobody else is going to be able to. And so that could be a really good tip. Maybe that's what we should do. You know, I did it very informally with Sam. But you know, now that I'm talking this out with you guys, maybe we should do that a little bit more formally, especially when we have our beta readers. And we might have a beta reader who is not a professional beta reader. Like they don't do this they just are people that we have recruited that we know that love to read but they don't quite know what we're asking for them to do so maybe we can say if you follow my you know maybe this beta reader follow my side characters and at the end just really you know give me your general comments but you're kind of like my detective of my side characters and just investigate them and maybe you'll just have them read for side characters alone you know, maybe you'll assign different tasks to different beta readers. And you can come up with a list of questions that maybe you would want this beta reader to consider. Maybe this beta reader to consider something completely different. I mean, I've never thought of that. And I see that a lot. Like, if you're in the forums and you're in the writing forums and you're reading these posts from people about beta readers, oftentimes you will see, you know, people saying, well, my beta reader... You know didn't really provide me a lot of feedback well maybe it's because we didn't ask the right questions maybe we didn't give them enough scaffolded support before they started reading we just said oh here's your copy tell me what you think you know and that's why when I did a beta read I only did chapters at a time I wanted to give them space to live into those chapters but then I wanted to see also if they would ask for the next groupings again so it would only give them like small chunks and I think that that was a greater input for me for the beta reading experience because when they would email me back they would give me short bursts of information of what they liked what they questioned um, how this was going how that was going instead of waiting till the very end and having them almost to like send you a book report which a lot of times you guys know that that does not happen so maybe coming up with some questions in particular chunking areas that you want to give betas could be a great idea so now i'm going to use that advice my next go around because i'm about to beta read a book that the Lord has given me now guys I'm telling you if you want to go back and see how the Lord gave me my new series that I really need to be focused on here's the thing with us authors we might have 15 projects in our mind we might actually be working on five of them at the same time so like I'm working on my blog which is going to be consisting of songs and these challenges and parenting tips and things like that so my blog is just a constant open source for me like if inspiration hits and it's outside of my novel and i i need to write the crisis challenge songs and place the hotlines up there that challenge was last week and i wrote one song about the opioid crisis and one song about domestic violence and then i wrote another song again the short story the fay my fantasy short story was still dancing around in my head so I wrote three songs over the course of the weekend. Yeah, this weekend. And they're on my blog, the Everyday Mom Challenge blog. Um, or you can go to my Jen Lowry Writes website. And um, I have that filter 
I don't know if it's called a fuel fat function, where you can look down at the bottom of my website and you can click on and find my blog. It'll show my most current four blog posts. That's a part of the, the GoDaddy frame work where I've got my blog link there. But, and I suggest all of you guys do that on your websites. Link your blogs to your website because it shows that you're current on your website. Your website is constantly evolving so people might need to check it more often, right? Um, and that's what you want to do. But, you know, I've got all these projects in my head. Well, there is one that the Lord said, no, this is your year to work on this one book. And it's a retelling, and I did a, a podcast on that, of just how the miraculous way of God showing up in the middle of my everyday and kind of pointing the way for me as, you know, tunnel vision of what I really needed to be doing this year. So even though, you know, I love my Exorcist book and I'm waiting to hear back on that one. There's really nothing I can do. I'm waiting, you know, to hear back on my children's book. That one's going to take up to three to four weeks with publishers. I mean, three to four months on a lot of those when you query. These were actually like three to four months. So I sent those off in um, early February so I'm pretty much kind of in this waiting game and I'm also waiting for Sweet Potato Johns to come out in September so September 10th is going to be uh, that expected release date for Sweet Potato so I'm doing the cookbook for Sweet Potato Johns where all the proceeds are going to be donated but you know so I know I've got that project the cookbook project that I've already set a goal for that to be completed by Easter so I know that one, but I still have to revisit this trilogy that I wrote about uh, paranormal and gifts and all that, and I got to work on that. So I'm going to be recruiting beta readers soon to help me, and I think I'm going to, and because I have such strong side characters and that as well, I think I'm going to do this new tip I've just told you. First, do a questionnaire for betas. So I might do a different um, podcast about that. Um, But also do a specific questionnaire for characters. Do my character profiles on Pinterest, not just on Google Slides. I would probably more than likely build them on Pinterest now because then your readers will be able to see them. Remember I talked with you about having boards that readers can interact with? Um, They're not interacting with my Google Slides. My Google Slides are my personal things. So maybe, or if you're like a Patreon follower and you would ask, you know, to see the behind the scenes of my Google work. But maybe we should really start utilizing the Pinterest boards for our character profiles more. Um, So maybe I'll go back in and I'll build while I'm going back in revising and revisiting and, and just living in my trilogy again. And, you know, just see where it takes me. Like, see what can happen. Because I know that I need to breathe new life into that trilogy. I haven't edited it since um, last year. So, it was like late 2018 when I um, sent it off. It was like October when I edited it and sent it off. Um, And so, maybe that's something that I need to do. I need to go back and revisit I'm, you know, I'm still praying about should I self-publish this trilogy or should I really start contacting some publishers like 
I know that Enclave Publishing could be a, a point of interest for me because they do Christian work, sci-fi and fantasy, um, paranormal. So I may just start there, but I'm still debating. Like, I don't know why, but I start, like, even yesterday, I'm looking up stock photos for the cover of the book. Which means that that would give me complete control, not a publishing company here, and I would be publishing this, self-publishing this on Amazon. And I'm like, do I want to go that route, Lord? Like, will you, you know, help me open the doors for the book? And will it be seen? Because without my 100% go get a marketing strategies, and I'm still learning that, you know, do I really need the publishing name, or, or can I just keep moving forward? So I'm, I'm in like prayer. I'm in this connecting stage. So, you know, I'm going to go back and research and add more to the book, take away some things, make it stronger. I'm connecting to the Holy Spirit and just constantly in prayer is God, one of my next steps with this? What do you want me to do with this? And then if God tells me, you know, contact these publishing houses, I will. But if God also, you know, keep steering me to my own platform with KDP, then that's what I'll do. I'll do, you know, Amazon. And I'm better at it now than I was even a year ago. So, who knows? I'm, I'm praying over it right now. So, I'm in those stages of, you know, publishing versus self-publishing with this trilogy. So just, you know, keep in mind the tips that I said about, you know, how to work with your side characters. Because I love every side character in my books. Like, seriously, I love them. Except the ones that are like, I have a serial killer in one of my books and then I don't like him. And I know, wait, I'll take that back. I do not like the uncle in a book. Okay, so maybe I don't like all the side characters. But the side characters, you know, they're raising their hands not only to be seen and be recognized, but to be utilized fully. So you've placed them in there. They're going to nag you until you really do something about them the way that they're supposed to be done. So maybe spend a little bit of extra time on your side characters for maybe a week or so, and then come back and visit them a couple of months later and just focus on your side characters again. Because we pour so much of our spirit into our mains that we can oftentimes forget the power of the side. So, good luck, guys. If you have any other tips you want to share with the listeners, email me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. Bye. So, I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.